26 yes. of the show report? Yeah, 26. 26 of the question mark? Pretty, yeah. <laughs> 20, 26. I'm Jessica Linthorne. If we say it more, it'll be real. <laughs> and I'm Jay Posner. Um, so really exciting. Uh, we're going to talk about economic drivers today. Specifically, we're going to talk about agriculture as an economic driver. Yeah, we've sort of already talked about uh, nuclear and we had tourism and that, you know, it, uh, agriculture is uh, as good as any. It's one of our biggest ones as yeah. far as I can see. Yeah, well, and I have my, you know, my speech where I talk the three economic drivers for Soggy and Shores. And, and you're right, we have talked nuclear. We've talked about the growth with Bruce Power. We've talked to John Peavers. Um, on the shore report and we've learned a lot about that and what's happening and we've talked tourism in regards to local businesses their success how the municipality is leveraging um, assets like our harbor our waterfront the waterfront investment we've had uh, deputy mayor charbonneau on to talk about that so tourism yes yeah, certainly a strong economic driver but agriculture is a strong economic driver too so it's something that i'm i'm learning about uh, gaining some familiarity and thankfully we have a really good connection so with that, do you want to just jump right to the interview? Yes, I'll turn it over to uh, mostly you, Jess, and Pat Jillison. Awesome. Great. So today we are welcoming Pat Jillison to the Shore Report. Pat, thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. So I understand that you are a director with the Ontario Federation of Agriculture, but you have more of a local involvement too. Can you just introduce yourself a little bit about what you're involved with? And I guess most importantly, you're a farmer in Sogging Shores. That's right. We uh, have a farm out on the second of Saugeen. Um We raise uh, animals there. We raise uh, lambs. And I'm also a, a crop, a cash crop farmer there. Um, we call them grain and oil seeds producers now. But um, yeah, I farm locally and uh, I'm involved provincially in agriculture and on the lobby side. Awesome. Well, we're really glad that you came in to talk to us today about agriculture in Saugeen Shores and how it does act as an economic driver, certainly. Um, at a local level with Bruce County, you're involved with that federation too? Yeah, so the Bruce County Federation of Agriculture belongs to the Ontario Federation of Agriculture. Um, and I started my um, advocacy and lobbying career, I suppose, uh, with, with the BCFA. Um, all OFA members in Bruce County are BCFA members. And I'll use acronyms now, I think, because we, yeah. <laughs> we figured out what they meant. Um, uh, so I started there as a board member and uh, got involved um, when there was an issue that I was passionate about at home and uh, and brought it to them and then became involved that way. So I became a director there. Uh, I was president for two years at, at the Bruce County Federation. And uh, then there was an opportunity to become involved with the provincial arm with the OFA as a director, and I represent uh, Gray and Bruce County now as a director with the Ontario Federation of Agriculture. Very cool. So where there's a head office for the provincial, where are they in Guelph? Yeah, so the OFA, uh, our head office is in Guelph okay. on Stone Road in, in the uh, Agri Centre. Okay. Um, so there's, uh, as I said, there's, you know, we have a Bruce County, but there's also, uh, I think every county in Ontario is represented um, at the OFA um, through different directors. Our board's made up of uh, 18 members. Uh, 15 of us represent um, particular zones, so I represent, represent uh, Great Bruce Zone 2, but there's other zones um, depending on how many members there are in each zone. Mm -hmm. So there's other zones like here on Perth, um, you know, Lambton, Middlesex, um, Chatham, Kent, and, uh, and, uh, and that area. Um, so there's uh, 15 of them, and then there's three directors at large, okay. and, uh, and they're all elected positions amongst our, our members elect us. Cool. And I think you had mentioned a little bit earlier before we started recording about um, research staff. So there's there's lots happening in those offices too, right? Like it's not just kind of get together and talk about new new things that are happening. There's lots of proactive research and things that are occurring regularly. 
Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, we're not uh, we're not just sitting there pounding our fists on mm -hmm. desks and stuff. Uh, we um, we bring a, a strong uh, we back up all our arguments quite strongly. So um, and to do that, we have research staff. Um, we have many people working in our office there, um, dedicated to different files. So we have an economic uh, development file. There's um, you know an agriculture. There's a sort of a livestock file. There's a there's a file that um, it's just on environment. Um, and then beyond that, we have uh, people working beyond the environment file. You know, we have people working in the you know with the Ministry of Natural Resources in that file. Um, and then, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, pretty exciting actually to to see them work and then come up with the, some of the policy that we work with yeah. and how well backed up that is. And yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And some of the uh, the advocacy part of it is that now after you've done the research, you've created. I think you you were describing before we hit record a, a bit of a checklist that. You're, you're using it as part of your advocacy at the lower tier level. So what you're bringing to Sogging Shore is what you're bringing to Bruce County. For, you know, you've got this checklist. Can you just expand on that a bit? Yeah, so um, one of the, you know, the research tool uh, folks that we have there works on economic development in our small, in our communities. And we can use that information locally, right? So it's really good. I like it. And I can't wait to pass this stuff on to you. Um, but uh, so she... She's uh, she does a really strong work on the on land use planning, on uh, economic growth, and uh, come up with a checklist here. I mean, municipalities can support agriculture economic development through, and then she lists uh, five areas that uh, we found that were most important, including uh, land use planning, property assessment and taxation, financial incentives and reduced costs, community and regional food planning. And finally, consultation with the farming community. So, and then we go on and we expand on that and what all that means to to the area. Yeah, no, that's really exciting, and and that's great. And thanks for sharing that with us. So, you know, part of my role as economic development, and and we talk a lot about you know my elevator speech and my three economic drivers being uh, nuclear, tourism, and agriculture, and lots of work happening in all three. And actually, tomorrow we'll be launching an RFP for economic development strategic plan. And I'd love to share that with you because part of what I want as part of that strategic plan is how we can support the agriculture community and assist with the sustainability of agriculture as an economic driver. Um, but, you know, you guys on the ground are the, the farmers, the ones that are doing it and know it. Um, but as the municipal, um, the municipal side of it, we want to make sure that we are supporting you the best that we can to ensure your success um, because certainly... <laughs> We need we need food. Agriculture is a big a big deal and something that uh, yeah d deserves and requires that sustainability. Yeah, yeah. No, it's and you're right. You know, we need food. That's the bottom line. But uh, we we're it's, I think it's important to recognize agriculture as an economic driver in the community, as a job provider. Most yeah. importantly, um, we provide jobs. Um, most of our farmers are business owners and own land and pay a lot of taxes too. So they're mm -hmm. they're a strong engine for the community. And, and uh, not only that, they're very stable engine. Um, we don't feel recessions as much as, as uh, I think the general economy does. We're mm -hmm. a steady growth um, industry and uh, you know we, we want to make sure that we don't put up barriers to agriculture. We want to make sure we have none and that we can continue to grow at a steady pace. Yeah absolutely and, and that's what, what we want too. We want yeah. to ensure that this, this relationship maintains positive and, and that you guys understand that we're here to support. So that's great. Have you got a bit of a report card on uh how Sogging Shores is maybe doing already? You know, I don't have a report card necessarily, <laughs> no. but um, I actually I'm pleased because there, you know, Sogging Shores has included agriculture in the in the um, community, the 
Economic Development Committee, right? Mm -hmm. um, which I think is really good. It's, this is a smaller community, so obviously, um, it, you're not maybe having a, a specific agriculture uh, committee for the for the municipality is probably pretty broad and, and mm -hmm. large, but um, to bring it as a part of your economic development plan, that's that's to me more important because it's it is agriculture, but it's still economic growth Absolutely. and economic development. And there's a lot of discussion recently too on just innovation when it comes to agriculture and what's happening. And, and I think sometimes um, people lose sight of, of where you know the future's headed in regards to innovation. Can you tell us just kind of about some cool things that are happening or what you're hearing about in the ag community? Yeah, sure. So uh, things evolve slowly in agriculture, but, uh, but they always evolve and move forward. And um, one of the things is technology and technology is, is coming into agriculture um, like crazy. It's just mm -hmm. everywhere. So, um, you know, tractors these days are, uh, you know, we're, we're doing, we're doing things with our tractors that are just blow your mind. Uh, they're driving themselves, they're steering themselves, they're using GPS technology to, uh, drive up and down the fields. Uh, sometimes you might even see me texting while the tractor's <laughs> driving and steering itself, not driving, but steering itself. Um, not, not just because it's a, and it's not just because it's a cool thing or because I can um, there is a reason for it. So, uh, so, and the, and the reasons for, uh, for this technology are economic, um, but there are also environmental reasons why we, why we uh, need these, this technology. Mm -hmm. um, so for that, for example, uh, when the tractor's steering itself and you can you actually you can see a farmer put his, you know, arms up across <laughs> his chest and watch it go, um, is to make sure that we put our crop where it needs to be and our fertilizer where it needs to be, so our nutrients on our soil um, and we're not overlapping so that we're not putting too much in one spot or another. And, um, the reasons for that are, are um, to benefit society, really. It's, yeah. it's, uh, you're, we call it the four R's. You're putting fertilizer in the right place at the right time, at the right rate. You don't want to overapply anything. And, uh, and from the right sources. So okay. um, we, we source all our, our uh, fertilizers and, and crops um, inputs from uh, proper sources, sources that are also environmentally conscious of, of where they come from and how they're produced. So, yeah, the technology side, is, uh, it's, uh, it's there and it's really beneficial to, the, to uh, society and not just the farmer economically, but to everybody. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, and, and maybe you were attended, Gray County recently did, uh, maybe it was last year now, Ag 2.0, um, and they did a bit of a session. Were you involved with any of that stuff? Uh, our organization had a, have somebody there. I wasn't there for that one. Okay, but, yeah, uh, I, and yeah. I wasn't able to go either, yeah. but um, I remember hearing about it, and it was that exact, you know, what you just described, that technology is playing a role in agriculture, and as technology continues to evolve and things change and, and um, new innovative solutions come to mind, it's like you said, it's not just because, like there's reason behind it and, and benefit. So I think it's exciting. It is exciting. And uh, you know what? So then beyond that, um, there's a lot of jobs. I mean, it, it looks like we're taking some uh, labor jobs away when we when we add automate and mechanize things, but at the same time, we still have to support right. that, that uh, technology. So um, there's, there's really good careers in, in supporting that technology too in agriculture. So mm -hmm. you, you have to understand um, what we're doing and, and uh, when we go to college university a lot of that has to do with supporting that industry as well. That's great. Does your association either whether it's Bruce County um, so locally or, or provincially you guys must have involvement I guess directly with schools um, maybe I guess I'm thinking like high schools but then certainly post-secondary as well 
Are you involved with any of that stuff, just to kind of talk to the youth about this opportunity? Yeah, well, our organization um, supports the organizations that do that. And so we support um, um, groups like AgScape and, and, uh, and, our, and our, um, our members of Legislative Assembly, too. So we'll, right. we'll go and talk to our, our MPPs and encourage them to come up, you know, to encourage them to support schools and to support the idea that agriculture is a viable career mm -hmm. and a good career and a stable career. And mm -hmm. when you do that, not only do you, um, like there's, right now there's like three or four jobs for every grad at a Guelph in agriculture. Wow. And at a Ridgetown, every kid at, come, at a Ridgetown, which is a part of Guelph, it's the, Ridgetown offers the, um, the uh, business and uh, livestock um, diploma program. So there, and there's, a, there's a job for every kid that comes out of that. Um, so we want to encourage our MPPs to to create legislation and, and create an environment where in schools and not just in rural areas but in, in urban areas too mm -hmm. to encourage those kids to go and take those programs um, so that they have jobs. Right? Mm -hmm. There's it's not like there's a, it's not like there's five people for one job like in teaching for example. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's five jobs for every grad, you know, in agriculture. So um, they can go and then they can live in areas that are affordable to live in. Right. Right. Um, not there's not too many egg jobs in Toronto, so obviously they're gonna you know gonna live in areas like Guelph or Stratford or, or here Absolutely. in Saugeen where uh, it is a lot more affordable and it actually in the end provides a solution to a Toronto housing crisis. Yeah. I think uh, yeah. to put out, encourage kids to take jobs where where there are jobs. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I feel like we could have a whole, <laughs> whole other episode on affordable housing and affordable living and, and everything else. So, yeah. But it sounds like it's, a bit of it, it boils down to diversification. What you're yeah. saying is uh, it just sounds like in your advocacy for education, it's your it sounds like your advocacy for on-farm activities, diversification as well. All this capacity that's uh, being created from your efficiencies in in uh, in use of technology creates opportunities for every, a lot of other things and you were explaining before you we went on the air some of those uh, and you could just touch on that for a second yeah yeah so you know we, we encourage on-farm diversification we like make sure that their communities municipalities also do that right with with some of the zoning mm. um, applications and zoning uh, um, policy that you have so that's why we like to be involved in the discussion at the economic development table so um, yeah, on-farm diversification. It's, uh, I think it's a, it's to me that means that that's a launching pad for something bigger. So, um, any our farmers continue to innovate and come up with really great ideas, and they'll do that right on their farm and probably set up something in their shed that they have some space for, um, and and things that support agriculture. So if they're doing some further processing or they're extracting oil from cannabis or something <laughs> like that. Um, uh, you know, they can start those kinds of things in their sheds. They have the space there, and it provides them an opportunity to get started. Out of, you know, if you wanted to start a, a something like that, a little startup like that, in, in right in the city, and you're not there every day, well, here's a way you're right there. You're working mm -hmm. with your farm, and then you can start something as well that's right there and involve lots of people if you want. You can hire people and uh, local people and. I think it's good. Recruit them. Recruit, recruit them from them. the city, right? Recruit them from yeah. our, my uh, kitchen table sometimes <laughs> and get the kids busy, right? That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Agriculture startups. I love it. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. Like, I, I think that, you know, there's a good discussion and I have a good understanding of, of your involvement and then also what's happening locally, but then uh, provincially too. It's exciting times. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to... Yeah, I brought you guys a gift today. Oh, visuals for oh, visual, awesome. visual for radio or <laughs> yeah. for a podcast Very for audio. Cool. Visual for audio. It's a 
So the OFA is, is involved with a group called the uh, Farm and Food Care Ontario, and uh, or F and FC we call it, and uh, they produce a publication every couple of years called The Real Dirt on Farming, and it's uh, I call it the Coles Notes version oh, great. of what we do in agriculture, and they touch on they touch on things like uh, you know animals where you know everything around animals, um, including. Uh, you know, how they're dealt with and, and what kinds they are. And they talk about crops and they talk about food security and and uh, safe food on the, where it starts from and farmers and the, uh, how we are active environmentalists because we're there every day. That's right. And, and I see number four here, economics of farming. Absolutely. Very cool. Good. Economics of farming and the importance and describing conventional versus organic. and, and uh, Oh, good. Yeah, it, it, I think it's fantastic yeah. publication. And OFA supports a group like that with... Um, with time and money, and, and we work, we kind of work alongside a lot of other groups as well that uh, go and talk to our legislators. So it's this publication, I'm going to leave it with you guys, Thank and you. you guys can have that. Thank we'll you. We'll also have a link to it. It's good. Yeah, oh, put a link up, and I'll leave a few uh, for the desk up front. And oh, that's great. Well, we appreciate that so much. Thanks. So, yeah, we will be able to put this link, but then also I'll share some of the other information that we've chatted. Um, we can put those links directly on the podcast too. Um, so if listeners want more information, they can do that. And, and uh, maybe they can, well, they can certainly reach out to Jay and I, but if they want to reach out to you, we could include your contact information. Absolutely. As well. Perfect. I'll leave my card. That's great. <laughs> Thanks again, Pat, for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you. So Jay, the real dirt on farming. Did that- you get it? I, I get it. I think you took that from something. It's not original. <laughs> not original, but that conversation with Pat was. That was awesome. It was really good. Yeah, I'm glad we had Pat on. I'd never met him, but it, I felt that it was a good conversation. A lot of information about agriculture um, that uh, that I wasn't, I didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. and sustainability is a big piece too, right? Like, and and I totally understand what Pat was saying about, you know, educating people in um, not just this community, but in other communities of the opportunity for agriculture, um, what that means and technology and how things are growing and changing. Growing, no pun intended. Did you like that one? I did. That was a good one. (laughs) Anyway, no, it was a great show. So thanks again, Jay. And uh, yeah, it was good to have Pat on the show. As always, uh, to our listeners, if you can give us some comments, feedback, if you have an idea of something you'd like to hear about, email us at podcast at soggingshores.ca. And you can also follow us on iTunes and SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yes. Well, see you again soon.